I take that power and dominion seriously. And I just so happen to need a reminder every now and then. So what better reminder to have than to have it on your wallet? So every day I reach for my wallet and I put it in, I know what that wallet said. And that's just I'm a bad mf Welcome to Revelations, the place where we communicate truth to power. I am Cole Johnson, and I am so glad you're able to join me. Now, my next guest, how can I put this? He believes that everything should bend to his whim, (laughs) and that's because of his belief and faith. He has a message to tell the world, and he will do it in his own way, in his own style. Well, and that makes sense, because he is an entrepreneur. So, obviously, he's going to tell his story, his way, his his style. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you one-fourth of the Queen, Three, and King podcast, one-fourth of the forecast, and the creative services director of the BS3 Network, King Doc, a.k.a. Ivan Dawkins. And this is his revelation. The man they call King Doc. How are you, man? Hey, man, I am fantastic. Uh, I, I'm already blown away, man. We ain't but a couple of minutes in. Uh, the the, the uh, introduction of the show uh, was fantastic, and I'm already thinking to myself, man, where can I get Cole to produce on some of my podcasts or some of the, you know, uh, the podcasts that I got that I'm about to roll out. I need to get him involved in it. Mm. Uh, And then you follow that up with an intro of me individually Mm -hmm. that I can only hope to live up to. So uh, (laughs) fantastic, man. The quality dude, man, 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 man. I am so thrilled to have you on BS3 Network, man. We, we, We definitely jumped up a peg in terms of our credibility by adding Cole Johnson to the, to the mix, man. Well, you hear that. And the, th- this guy has been a fast friend of mine. I mean, yeah, man. Uh, it's, it, it feels like I have known him for decades, but right on. only known him a few months. Right. And on. It's been a wonderful relationship ever right since on. the word go. Right. on. And, and, uh, and you know what, to get off track just for a second, man, cause I, I'm a guy who I try to pay attention to the spirit when I'm talking. Right. And, and so I, I, I got to pay attention to that and I got to mention that. So when you say that man, fast friends, it reminds me of a show we had on queen three and King called no new friends. And one of the criticisms <laughs> I gave of us as a society is the fact that that no new friends moniker is out there and mm-hmm. people give credence to it. And I think it is a mistake. If I, if I operated that way, if you operated that way, we don't make the connection that we do. We're not open-minded to it. We're not open-hearted to it. 
and think about the relationships we may be costing ourselves by not being open to it. You know, so yeah. that you saying that man reminded me of, of that specifically. No new friends, BS. Mm, see, this is what you're going to get with this episode. And I look forward to interviewing him because I was going to get nuggets like that. Mm-hmm. And we haven't started the show yet, but we're yeah. about to now <laughs> because we're about to open the way. Now, when I say open the way, it is a way of conversation starting when vulnerability enters the room, because that's what conversations really are. Okay, so let me see if I get this straight. You were born in Garland. You call Forney your home now for me. But for those who are unaware, both those suburbs, towns, are in the Metroplex area. That's correct. So how was it growing up in the Metroplex? Uh, it, it was fantastic, man. Um, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, my neighborhood felt like an extended family, to be perfectly honest with you. You know, uh, see, I grew up in a time to where, you know, if your neighbor down the street saw you acting up, they can check you, you know, and if they had to check you, you can best believe by the time you got to the house, you was going to get checked again. So uh, I have to give a lot of credit to obviously my mom, who was a single mom and right. a strong single black mom right. uh, who dealt with so much adversity to be able to, I, I often have conversations with her and I say, do you realize what you have created, what you have born into this world in terms of me and my sisters? Uh, and, and, and again, like I said, she got a lot of help from the neighborhood, man. And, and like I said, so who I am today it's a lot of East Garland in that, the East Side, the East Side <laughs> Posse, you know. Uh, so, so yeah, man, it was a fantastic neighborhood. And, uh, again, it just felt like an extended family, to be perfectly honest with you. Wow, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. And, and, yes, I grew up in the same era where if uh, my parents caught wind mm-hmm. of one of the elders uh, putting a hold uh, to my behind, yeah. yes, it got wore out when I got home, too. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. Uh, one of the dynamics you just mentioned, one of the dynamics, uh, you grew up under a single parent household, a single mother household. Right. And obviously she had a, your mother, I mean, had an obvious impact on you. Yeah. Let's talk about the impact of your sisters. You grew up with one, no, two, no, three sisters. <laughs> so how was it like growing up with three sisters? Uh, well, it's different in the sense that I had one older and two younger. So those roles, and I'll even say responsibilities are different with the older sister versus the younger sisters. Mm -hmm. Uh, The older sister, you kind of trying to keep off your tail, uh, (laughs) especially growing up. And with us, the dynamic is different because there's such a large age gap between us and our two younger sisters. Mm -hmm. So there's a 12 year, uh, a 12 year age gap between us and our younger sisters. And so uh, with my bigger sister, my older sister, we were, she often describes it as we were our, each other's first best friend, right? Uh, which right. it really should be with all siblings. Uh, but just like, you know, all siblings, you know, we had our times where 
you know, which was probably more often than not where we had each other's throat, you know. Uh, if you heard my mom talking about the time she didn't have to get our tails, whoop our butts for fussing and fighting with each other. Uh, uh, but my little sisters, they there's truly a big brother feel, you know. And I think that what the age gap contributed to that being as authentic and as traditional as you could imagine, you know, because when my sister, my sister right under me was five years old, I was right at 16 or 17 as a junior and senior in high school, getting all the accolades from sports and then getting into the military and then get, you know, so I had a lot of publicity from the family at that time. So it allowed me to grow in terms of uh, lore folklore in her mind, you know, because it's just like, that's my big brother, you know? Right. right, uh, right. And so I saw that at an early age and I really tried to continue that on through adulthood. Uh, another aspect of having a mom and three sisters mm-hmm. is that I'm the kind of dude who I'm man enough to go get a manicure and pedicure. They told me often, don't let the, you know, don't no woman want no man, the rusty foot tail man and no rusty hand man laying up in the bed with them. Make sure you take care of your hands and feet. So I'm the kind of dude who will do that. You know, I'm going to get a manicure, pedicure once a month. I'm going to get a haircut every week. I'm going to keep clean draws as best as I can. Uh, you know, so again, uh, having a mom and three sisters definitely has had an impact on my life and it has allowed me to stay in touch with my feminine energy. And I told somebody just a couple of weeks ago, I said, staying in your feminine energy is such power, you know, being in touch with it is such power uh, that you can't tap into in your male energy, in your masculine energy. It just does not happen. There's an aspect of being in touch with your feminine energy that puts you on a whole nother plane, you know? So Mm -hmm. again, I think it has allowed me to do that comfortably. In your upbringing, uh, it sounds like she was extremely important, but how important was your mother uh, growing up? Um, I mean, I can't imagine, uh, obviously, life without her. You know, we unfortunately right. are exposed in this life to so many people who have lived their lives, who have grown up, whether it be in foster care or being raised by a grandmother or whatever the case may be, I could not imagine that, you know, and even though, you know, she was strict, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, my mom was the disciplinarian for a lot of my cousins, you know, Mm -hmm. which was the, which were the children of her sisters and brothers, Uh, because she, you know, that she just didn't play that, you know. Uh, and, and I remember, you know, getting at about age 25 or so somewhere between 25 and 27. And I called her and I said, I understand, you Mm. know, I I didn't get it at first. And, and, you know, I I didn't like, you know, uh, getting my tail whooped, but I I understood and I get it. And and I'm glad that that's the case, you know? Uh, and I think it prepared me for, the world, you know, because the world is, man, the world is rough and tumble. And, you know, that dog eat dog world kind of uh, uh, saying that's out there, that cliche that's out there, it's cliche for a reason. So, uh, again, I couldn't imagine, you know, my life without being raised by my mom and the impact that she made on my life. So, I mean, it's just, it's unfathomable. <laughs>
have to learn to live with yourself before you can make a commitment of yourself to someone else. When you go to something that's already structured, like the church, I don't need to go in there thinking I'm the pastor. It's like already one set up, you know what I'm saying? It, was, it just had everything, but I learned, you know what I'm saying? I, everything I did, I learned from. So we look forward to seeing you same time, same place. Know that we love you, God loves you more. Continue to stay safe, do the right thing. Stay out of trouble. Conversation that informs a community. Brothers of Legacy, every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. sports program that gives you the flavor. Washington Commanders? Really? This whole thing stinks to high heaven. That pulls no punches. Thuggish act by a thuggish actor. That gives you some humor. Praise everything LeBron does and never criticize it. If you want a show that gives you good times, then this is that show. BS3 Network proudly presents. I am Cole Johnson and welcome to Cole's Sports with a Z. Every Friday on Patreon and every Saturday on YouTube, Spreaker, and all other outlets. Entrepreneur, podcaster, well, video, uh, I guess you could say video programmer as well. Uh, Ivan Dawkins joins me here on Revelations, and he's officially opened the way. And uh, considering this guy is all about prosperity, it just seems to pour out of his pores. I think it's time for us to take that walk across the bridge to prosperity. Now, the Bridge to Prosperity is like linking childhood lessons to adult application. So Mm -hmm. uh, you, of course, talked about diversity, and I had diversity too, uh, and it was imbued in me as well. Mm -hmm. But also know that being Black is a beautiful thing to you as well. Why is that? Um, it's, it's, It's like it's because, remember, I talked about the neighborhood I grew up in and how it was like just having an extended family. Right. And I think uh, probably one thing that all black people would say is that for the most part, when you meet somebody else that's black, it's like you meeting somebody that's family. You know, you're not, right. we're, we're, we're very rarely strangers, you know, now, of mm-hmm. course, you know, the more you go across the country and the larger numbers you, you know, you are uh, exposed to, you know, some of that, those percentages may go down, but that's one of the things that I like about it is the camaraderie that comes with this race, the camaraderie and the strength that comes with it. You know, we, resiliency is a word that, we embody, you know, and for us to not hold the types of grudges that we should probably be holding, considering the treatment that we've received in this country is remarkable. 
you know, that's that's a college study course in it, in and of itself, you know, is why are we not as bitter as we probably should be? Mm. That <laughs> would be a great thesis statement to yeah. uh, uh, and, and, and research paper to approach. Yeah. That is a good one right there, man. Mm. Uh, and I agree with you. Uh, just being a part of the culture is a wonderful thing. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, and for example, the two of us, you know, I, I I looked at you and immediately felt like I was it was family. Right, 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 right. And that was before you opened your mouth. Right. No and doubt. then when you opened your mouth, it was like, oh, psh, he told his family. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So now I could yeah. be me. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. And, and speaking of family, sometimes uh, we have uh, conversations and parts of conversations where it's like you just you just have to shake your head. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, I but I have to ask this question anyway. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Why? Uh, mainly, okay, I'm going to tell you why, really. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of reasons. A big reason is because Monday Night Football, 99 yards, Tony Darset. Nice. That's a big reason. Okay. You know, if I was to see, because I grew up when at an early age as a Cincinnati Bengal fan, believe it or not. And okay. that's because one Christmas, my mom bought me a Cincinnati Bengal those little hutch uniforms that they used to get, you know, that had the helmet, the jersey, and the and the uh, pants. Right, right, right. Um, I got a Cincinnati Bengal one. My cousin got a Miami Dolphin one. So we were Bengal and Dolphins fans. Now, as right. I got older and being local and hearing all the local people with regard to the Cowboys and stuff like that, obviously I naturally, you know, leaned toward the Cowboys. And that night, that Monday night, when Tony Dorsett did that 99-yard Touchdown run on Monday Night Football. Oh, it was the rest of it was history. Oh, you know, yeah. the rest yeah. of it is history. Yeah, I remember that night too. My father, yeah. my, my father, who really isn't a huge Cowboys fan, but when he saw that run, yeah, he yeah. was all he yeah. he screamed. Yeah. He screamed like he saw like he saw the Holy Ghost. It was like, yeah. wow, okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, yeah, so, I wasn't too long out of the military. Well, I was still in the military at the time. I was just a reservist uh, then because mm-hmm. I'd already completed my uh, basic and uh, advanced individualized training. So, okay, um, okay. So, uh, well, let's touch on that for a second. Uh, what made you want to enlist? I didn't want to go to college. I was already through with school. I was a great student. You know, I was always an A and B student. Um, but I knew college just wasn't, I just didn't have any interest in going to college, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, when the military was presented to me as an option, which was actually in my, at the beginning of my senior year, um, it was presented. So I actually started going to, uh, weekend drills, uh, as a senior in high school. So when I got to basic training, I was actually a leg up on, you know, some of my peers uh, and actually started assuming leadership positions, such as squad leader in basic training and assistant platoon guide in uh, advanced individualized training or AIT. So um, so it just was attractive to me. I was young enough at the time when I signed up for it because I think I just turned 17. I graduated at 17 years old from high school as opposed to 18 Mm because back when I was, you know, four years old, you could actually start school based on how Mm -hmm. my birthday lined up which was in october so um so yeah my mom had to sign off uh, on it and again i think it was one of the best decisions i've ever made Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow 
So that that though now that makes sense because uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that I've seen about you is you have a disciplined spirit about you. No doubt. Now I see how it was no shaped. I, I I think it was forged and formed in your home, and then it was mm-hmm. shaped when you were in the military. That is exactly right. That's why when I got to basic training and whatnot, drill sergeants weren't anything to me because I'm like, you ain't met my mom. <laughs> You ain't, you know, matter of fact, drill sergeant had to pull me aside and say, look, man, when we checking other folks, quit laughing, you know, because that's what I would do. I would laugh because of their reaction to it, you know, and I'm like, dude, you should have grew up in my house. We get this out of time. This ain't nothing. You mentioned in the last segment that you, well, that, that you carry the energy of being a father. I know you are one. So. Mm-hmm. Explain how much that designation has shaped the man that we see today. Oh, man, it grew me up so much. I, I started early. My my high school sweetheart got pregnant with twin boys when I was a senior in high school. Twin okay? boys? Wow. Yeah, man. twins. So I turned 18 less than 30 days before they were born. Mm. So I turned 18 in about... Uh, 24 days later, they were born. Uh, So needless to say, I had to grow up fast. That was another reason why the military became a very good Mm -hmm. option because it helped me to provide for them. Right. Right. Um, And knowing, you know, if anybody who's a parent out there, especially men, you know, not to take away anything from a mom becoming a parent, but when a man becomes a parent, especially the boys, your disposition, you, you can't help but change your disposition. It changes you, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and so, like I said, it, it made me want to be better than I had been exposed to, to say the least. Twin boys at 18. At 18. There's one. a picture. In fact, I put it on Facebook. I'll show you one day if I can pull it up. But I was sitting on the couch at my mom's house, and I had one twin on the left and one twin on the right. And I think they were about five or six months old at the time. Mm-hmm. And the look on my face was like, <laughs> oh, the look on my face. You know, now, I, again, I didn't know that was the look on my face at the time. But when I look <laughs> back at it, that look was like, what the you yeah, know? What did I give myself uh, into? <laughs> yeah, what the you know? Uh, but I, I wouldn't change it for the world, man, at mm-hmm. all. You know, and, you know, um, a happy ending, which is not an ending yet, but these right. same boys that were born to a 17 year old and a 16 year old mm-hmm. went on to get to graduate from their high schools as valedictorian mm-hmm. and number three in their class, get scholarships to Purdue University and graduate from Purdue University uh, with degrees. So uh, it's when they did that, you know, see, you asked how did fatherhood shape me? But those boys were an inspiration to me and basically have have allowed me to give the message to other kids out there that your environment is not a dictator of what you do well and what you don't do well, whether you succeed or not succeed in life. Is it a factor? Sure. But it is not a dictator of that. You can still make it. And for them boys to to be born to dumb teenagers and still do what they do, what they did. Oh, no. I don't want to hear anything about environment as an excuse.
for Steph Curry. Tim Anderson. Jordan Alvarez. And it's caught. Debo Samuel with the catch. Michael Jordan can sense the throw just got the king. BS3 Network. The hottest of hot takes. The coldest of cold hard facts. This is Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. Weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Check your local listings for your viewing and listening pleasure. Alicia. You can't hold somebody to that standard if you haven't voiced what you want Mm. and what you're needing from that. Mika. If you're not communicating expectations, you're waiting for your feelings to be hurt. Nicole. A lot of people don't want to take the time out to be alone and to get themselves together. Ivan. You got to be willing to work through stuff. And from the jump street, y'all done had problems. Maybe you don't need to be working through those. BS3 Network proudly presents Queen 3 and King Podcast. Live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central. Podcaster, YouTuber, uh, I guess you could say content creator, and the man they call Coach T. God, God, who told you that name? I that one. You must have done your research, man. I don't even think Google knows that one. Joins me on Revelations. I figured you would like that. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah. You, man, it's just been, I just had a great time just talking with you this far. And uh, the times are going to continue to be good because uh, we are now going to uh, get behind the purpose as to why you are who you are. Now, behind the purpose is the reason why we function the way we do. Of, of course, there's so many things that I could just point out that, oh, yeah, that's Ivan, that's Ivan, that's Ivan. Humor mm-hmm. is one of them. So yeah, no doubt. that is essential to your core. Where did that start? Um, shoot. I, 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 to be perfectly honest with you, from the moment I was born, <laughs> uh, there are some pictures, you know, when I was probably less than a year old, and, you know, and I was just thinking to myself that we're taking probably at Kmart because back in the day, Kmart had a photo studio That's that right. we used to go to probably every three years or so and get pictures. Mm-hmm. But I was laughing so hard and I was thinking to myself, what could a baby possibly be laughing at that that, that funny? Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I legitimately had a or have a mom and dad who were the funniest people that you could ever come around. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom is still hilarious. And in fact, I often tease her and say the reason why her and my dad didn't stay together is because the stage wasn't big enough. Y'all both trying to tell the <laughs> jokes and somebody needed to sit back and nobody didn't want to not tell the jokes. So I got it honest. Both my parents have a fantastic sense of humor. And uh, and that's where it started from. Mm-hmm. And I maintain it purposefully because, again, I'm a spiritual guy and laughter is a medicine. Uh, And it's not only a medicine to me, it is a medicine to those that are around you, you know? So 
Uh, I understand the benefits. I understand the healing power uh, of, of laughter. And like I said, it'll never not be a part of my life regardless. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was something that leapt off the page with you. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, Oh, he cracks jokes. Yeah. Oh, all day, every day. <laughs> he cracks jokes. Mm-hmm. He cracks jokes. I know I'm going to like him. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I also understand that you are a, an entrepreneur. So how did your journey in being an owner begin? Um, I was actually, um, I was the general manager. I'd always, so, so this really ties into my, how my mom raised me in the military. Mm -hmm. So from the military, I was, uh, always in a leadership position and that actually translated into the jobs that I had. There's, there's not one job I can remember that I was not elevated to a supervisory position or at the very least a coaching position, right? Uh, my manager, project manager, uh, team manager, et cetera, et cetera, in a lot of different positions. And so I was the general manager of this particular company. It was a water damage restoration company and carpet cleaning company. We did those kinds of things, air duct cleaning, upholstery cleaning, carpet repair and stretching and all that stuff. And my business partner now, he came in because his brother was working for me and he came in and they used to rent equipment from us. And so we would have conversations just off the cuff conversations, just, you know, you come in and rent equipment. We start a conversation, talk or whatever. And he knew kind of how I ran the, the organization. And so one day he came in and asked, he goes, Hey, would you consider coming and working for us? And I laughed in his face and said, you can't afford me. Uh, and he goes, yeah, you're probably right. And he, he went on about his business where well, he came back a month later and said, what if I give you 25% of the company and match your salary? Will you come work for us then. I said, yeah, because I wouldn't be working for you then. I'd be working with you. With you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's what that's what I did. That was way back in June of 2005. Uh, less than six months after that, uh, we bought his uncle out who was a partner in the business. And less than six months after that, we bought his brother out who was a partner in the business. So my percentage went from 25% to 49% mm-hmm. in probably about 18 months, you know. Wow. And so from then on, you know, like I said, I, I, I was part owner of that business. And then I started other businesses along the way. One was a diversity training company. Uh, one was a barbecue catering company and all of them, you know, with friends, you know, mm-hmm. uh, along the way, you know. And then, of course, now BS3 Network, I am the minority partner in mm-hmm. BS3 Network, you know. Right. So uh, it's just been in my blood. And one of the things that I tell people whenever we are negotiating, you know, partnerships and things of that nature, I say, think about the kind of dude I am and the work ethic I put in when I have no ownership. Imagine what I'll do when you give me ownership. And when generally when that statement is made, that's, there's no more questions. Wow. Well, well, uh, well, I guess BS3 Network, that's a good example of mm. that statement being true. Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah, you definitely go hard. For, and we'll definitely talk about BS3 Network a little later for sure. Which ties into the question I have to ask you. Now, we also know each other because I'm also one half of Snowman in the Morning with Cole mm-hmm. Johnson. And you appear there every Friday. And mm-hmm. one of these appearances... You had to have us harken back to a Pulp Fiction moment. <laughs> so you make no apologies about being a BMF. Now, for those who don't know, BMF is bad mother. <laughs> so, so the Samuel Jackson character in Pulp Fiction, 
had that stitched on his wallet. And then Ivan showed that he had it stitched to his. Yeah. Uh, who gave you the strength to believe so much in yourself? Um, again, I live a spiritual life, man. And um, I, I just kind of take things that are spiritual and I put them in the practical application, you know, so uh, there's a scripture. And again, I'm not the kind of dude who's going to be able to quote you a scripture and say, you know, that's Jeremiah 29, 11, or that's Proverbs 27 and 17, or that's, you know, while we know all those popular ones, I'm not going to be able to go in depth with all the scriptures and the tenets of the Bible, right? Uh, but I know the concepts. And there's one that says that these signs shall follow them that believe. And it talks about the power that you have, right? I'll right. set that aside. Then in the beginning, whatever he gave us dominion, I'll take dominion seriously. Okay. Uh, I'm somebody who's owned horses. When I used to go out and ride my horses, I used to talk to them and say, I have dominion. You're going to act right during this entire ride. You're not going to get jumpy. You're not going to get antsy. Everything's going to go well. We're going to go safe. We're going to have a good time. I'm not going to be too hard on you. You're not going to be too hard on me. So again, I take that power and dominion seriously. And I just so happen to need a reminder every now and then. So what better reminder to have than to have it on your wallet? So every day I reach for my wallet and I put it in, I know what that wallet said. And that says I'm a bad mf -er. Oh uh, so, you know, that's it. And again, um, uh, in, in addition to that, I am someone who is very, so we talked about success earlier, prosperity. Right. If, if somebody came and asked me, what is the key to your success? Mm -hmm. The key to my success is being giving and forgiving. See, before that, I had always been successful. Remember, I said from the time I was in the military at age 17, I was getting positions of leadership and mm -hmm. success was something that I, I was used to experiencing. But that success was limited until I became a giver and a forgiver. So as soon as I, I exercised those spiritual uh, 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 nuggets, those spiritual guidelines and start being giving and forgiving, my success went to a completely different level, you know, and now I look for those opportunities. When somebody does me wrong, thank you, Lord. That's another mm. opportunity. Not only am I going to forgive you, but I'm probably going to bless you with something, you know? Mm. So again, being forgiving and giving that, that gives me all the power that I need. Mm. Wow. Simple as that. No, that's yeah, I'm not right going to give somebody the power to do something to me and I'm going to hold a grudge and that's going to be on my mind for the next right. 18 months or two years or four years. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and I can't, you know, no, nah, that's, that's a distraction. Yeah. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to bless you. And it's going to confuse the <laughs> out of you because it doesn't make sense. Right. Wait a minute. I, I, I know. Cause you know what you did to me, but mm -hmm. I'm going to still bless your game. Right. You know, cause guess what? That blesses mine. And when you steal from right. me, you guaranteed that I'm going to get, hey, you know, I'm going to get uh, seven times what you stole from me. Mm -hmm. So please enjoy it. Nicole, I'm going to tell you something that you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. I had somebody steal a, 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 an iPad from me. Oh, I know man. they had stolen it. Well, guess what? I had two covers that went to that iPad, one of them with a built-in keyboard. Guess what I did? I sent those covers to that individual. <laughs> if you're going to steal from me, you need all of it. Have it all. Get the full benefit of what you stole. 
You know, so imagine when they got it in the mail, what they were thinking. And I never spoke a word once. I never said one thing to them about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 You're forgiven. So is... much so, I'm going to give you something else to go with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, that is something yeah. else. You were unapologetic in your faith. Mm-hmm. And okay. you described a little bit of your walk with Christ. But go a little further. Uh, so describe your walk with Christ and how you arrived here. Um, well, I, I started earlier. Of course, you know, a, a lot of the black community is a community of believers, right? Uh, whether you, whether that's Christianity, whether that's Islam, you know, whatever the case may be, we're a community of believers at the end of the day, for the most part. My family was no different. We were, we had to go to church every we every Sunday. It wasn't a choice, you know. Uh, we're at church every Friday night for choir rehearsal, et cetera, et cetera. So at age about 12 or 13 years old at church, whenever they did, you know, we're opening arms of the church and they put those two little chairs out. Uh, I went up there on my own. I was moved to do so, right? right. However, from that age, I, from the age of 12 to 25, I wasn't living the quote unquote Christian life. I was still doing the dirt, right? Remember, mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend pregnant at 17. Right. So, uh, you know, however, the word says, if you train up a child in the way that they should go, they should never depart for it. They'll return to it. Right. And so as I became an adult, you know, uh, had more children, got married, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, I got back into the church. And when I got back into the church, that's when from a spiritual uh, a maturity standpoint, that's the word, that's the phrase that I'm looking for, spiritual right. maturity standpoint, it increased tenfold. And that's mm-hmm. where the giving and the forgiving and my faith is so stupid, it's not even funny. My faith, I know, makes me look crazy when I say certain things, whenever I react in certain ways. It's because I serve a huge God and I do not put limits on him. It's as simple as that. I don't. Discouragement, sorrow, distance. Your arguments cause damage to your family. The hurt leads to divorce. You feel like there is nowhere else to turn. But there is hope for you. That's where we come into play. There is an overcomer that lives inside of you. One ready to take on the world as you leap for joy, living in victory. You'll grow to love yourself and others. There's life after divorce, and you can claim it today. Get over divorce, where your new story begins here every Thursday on YouTube and Spreaker. do a 
TED Talk, but I don't have anything to talk about yet. I'm getting there. Life is for the living. We're not here that long. You can learn anything you want to learn without any money spent. What do I really enjoy? What do I really want out of life? I am your host, W-I-Z-E. Are you in a life-holding pattern? Well, this is for you. Welcome to the Stuck In My Mind podcast. You want to watch these interviews commercial free? Well, now you can. Revelations is on Patreon. Become a patron today. Entrepreneur, podcaster, and television executive Ivan Dawkins joins me here on Revelations. Uh, He has opened the way. He has walked across the bridge. He is giving you the reason why he is the way he is. And now it is time to bring it all to light. Now, in bringing the light, we all shine in a unique way. And you, sir, seem to be a huge proponent of relationships. Mm -hmm. No doubt. So why do you have such a huge fascination in and for it? Man, building relationships is is something that, you know, again, you want to talk about successes, man. There's no way I would have experienced the type of successes that I've experienced in life if I didn't build relationships. Again, my business partner in the water damage restoration business, we built a relationship without even thinking about building a relationship. Remember, he used to come in and rent equipment. We would just have conversations. Uh, Me and Ben, we built a relationship because Ben's wife used to work for me. They came to visit church one day I took Ben under my wing and say, because it's a big church, this is a mega church, and I know how daunting it could be to try to uh, uh, incorporate yourself into that ministry. So I'm like, I'm going to help you do it, you know. So building relationships is, uh, if you can't do that in life, you're going to limit your success. Simple Mm. as that. Wow. Wow. Simple as that. I want, I mean, I'm so passionate about building relationships, Mm. man. I really have thought several times about, teaching a course on it, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's as important as managing money, learning how to drive, getting whatever education you think you can go have a master's degree, a PhD and not know how to build relationships. And you're going to limit your success. That's the reason. See, I understand when I walk into a room, the room changes. See, I'm not walking into a room to take the temperature and see, let's see how everybody feels and what they think about me and whatnot. No, when I walk into a room, I'm the thermostat. I'm going to set the temperature. Mm. And I understand that. That's part of the power. If you don't understand the power that you have, you don't know the change that you can affect. Be the thermostat, not the thermometer. The very first picture I ever saw of you. Mm -hmm. It was a promo pic. Mm-hmm. I see I see these three women. <laughs> they're in a seated position. 
You're in a standing position. You're wearing a king's robe and a crown on your head. And I said, what in the world is this? Who is this fool? And yeah, that that was number one. What the world is this? And number two, who is the fool that is standing behind these three women? I don't get it. Uh, But of course, I come to learn and understand that was, like I said, a promo image Mm -hmm. of uh, Queen Three and King. Mm -hmm. So you are one fourth of Queen Three and King. And obviously, you are the king of the Queen Three and King podcast. Yes, sir. Who came up with the concept? Uh, what is the show about and where do you and your three sisters who are part of the show see it going? Um, yeah, I came up with the concept. Well, I had, like yourself, probably early on, I had been a guest on different people's podcasts, you know, so mm-hmm. I was a guest on Ben's podcast. I was a guest on, there's this radio personality uh, in the Dallas area. She had a podcast. I was on there. And so every time I would get off somebody's podcast, they'd be like, man, you ought to do this. You should think about getting your own show. And so of course I'd heard that enough and I'm like, okay, I, I, I'll give it some thought. So once I decided to get my own show, I'm like, but I don't want to do it by myself. I want to have people to be able to build stuff, you know, bounce stuff off of, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I talked to my sisters and I said, look, I got an idea for a podcast that we'll do together if y'all are interested. Mm -hmm. Because we'll have to think about a name and we'll talk about everything under the sun. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll talk about relationships. We'll talk about spirituality. You know, we'll do fun stuff like our episode last night, which was a family feud episode against the forecast. You know, so we just do some of everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, we're interested in doing that as well. I said, "Okay, well, let's just help me think of a name and we'll figure something out. Well, the first name I came up with was three women and a baby. Right. A play <laughs> off of the three men three and a baby. Men and baby. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I and I was going to be the baby because I'm kind of silly and I'm a little, you know, goofy and, and immature in my comedy sometimes and whatnot. And they say, man, I love that. And I'm like, yeah, but just sit with it. I said, because it's not necessarily a slam dunk to me yet. Mm-hmm. And so over the next few days, just out of the blue. And again, that's why I have to say it's a divine revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen three and king popped into my head. And when I gave them that, they're like, that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I saw the concept. I saw the concept of an intro video of promo materials, et cetera, et cetera, you know? And Mm -hmm. so that's where it went from there. Uh, Where we see it going, we see it going into syndication. We see it going with BS3 Network and all of its shows to be the new BET. That's Mm -hmm. where we see it going. The thing is, you are not one fourth of one show. You're one fourth of another. <laughs> so uh, putting aside the promo image of queen three King, when I first understood who you were, yeah, uh, I saw that you chopped it up with three other guys. So you're one fourth of the forecast. Okay. So one, how does it feel to chop it up with friends regarding to what you all like to watch? And, and, two, and two, how is the energy different between queen three King and the forecast? Oh, it's it's different because it's male energy versus, you know, talking to your sisters. Now, now what I like about Queen Three and King is the fact that you are we're really in everything, even in this, you're getting to see me for who I am. Mm -hmm. However, they pull a little something different out of me because those are my sisters. That's my blood. They know they've been knowing me their entire lives, you know, Uh, so needless to say, uh, there are some unspoken eye contact kind of things that trigger something. Like if I see a sister looking a certain way, I know 
she's thinking this, or she's about to say this, or she's feeling that. Uh, whereas with the guys, it is literally like being at the barbershop talking about movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and how that started was, again, uh, One Night in Miami came out. Mm-hmm. I made a comment about One Night in Miami on uh, Facebook. Ben saw that. He asked me and a couple other guys, hey, let's get on and do a movie review on my podcast about this. It went so well as if we had been doing this thing for 50 years already <laughs> that he's like, when we got off, we were kind of looking at each other in behind, mm-hmm. you know, in the green room, so to speak, right? Right. Uh, we were kind of looking at each other like, did that just happen? You know, and everybody's like, wow. And so we're like, let's do that again next week to make sure that wasn't a mistake. Mm-hmm. We did it again the following week, same type of energy, same type of connection. And there we are, we're off and running now saying, okay, let's do this permanently. And again, cause I got a creative head. Mm-hmm. I came up with about 25 different names of what the show could be called. Mm-hmm. And I presented what I considered to be the best of them. And we settled on the forecast, uh, being took it, you know, did some graphic design and, you know, we went from there, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we just celebrated uh, our year anniversary here a couple of months ago. Now, you have mentioned BS3 Network, and so have I. You have mentioned Ben Sutter III, mm-hmm. who is a good friend of mine. And he's a good friend of yours, obviously. Yeah. How did the BS3 Network connection happen? Um well, again, because of the forecast, we had worked with each other closely in developing that. And how I am, if I'm a part of something, like I was calling Ben, probably all calling and texting him all times of the day and night. Hey, we can do this. We can do that. Let's do this. Next time we need to work on this. Hey, can you make me an intro for this? Hey, let's develop this segment for the show. Let's, you know, so we're doing all those kinds of things. And so obviously, you know, this being his company, his baby. And at the time it was just BS3 Radio. Right. BS3 Network hadn't been born yet. And so uh, as we continued to talk about that, then we started having conversations about Roku. And that's when I'm like, okay, this is about to ramp up. Let's talk partnership. And that's when BS3 Network LLC was born. Uh, why Ben? Why could I connect with him? Because that dude, unlike myself, and I want you to hear me closely and clearly when I say that, That dude has what I consider to be natural characteristics of Christ. The humility that he operates with, the, 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 again, I don't have it naturally. He has it naturally. Natural characteristics of Christ. I have to work at him. And that's all I can say. Ben is the kind of dude you want your daughter to marry. Ben is the kind of dude you want your sister to marry. And I can't give a higher compliment to a man than that. You, uh, with your, as you say, crazy faith, but I, I love the fact your faith is huge. Mm-hmm. I love that it's huge. Yeah. And because of it, your impact is also huge mm-hmm. since you serve a, a God that you cannot box right. and you have a faith that you can't box. Well, see that, that, man, you own the sun right there. Your impact is going to be something you can't box in. So, in, in understanding all of that, uh, what lasting impression do you, King Doc or Scrap Iron or Coach T, <laughs> wow, people. Um, balance, 
uh, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, again, a lot of us had, grew up in the church, you know, uh, and have a spiritual connection some in some shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing I can say is to exercise balance. Don't be overwhelmingly heavy-handed with your spirituality. Show some balance. Because again, we're all just people at the end of the day and no one is perfect. Um, one of the things that I've not spoken on right now is being, I embody a judgment-free zone. Why is that the case? Because me and my family have seen, been, and done and been victims of everything you can possibly imagine, uh, whether it be thievery, whether it be murder, whether it be, uh, you name it, with uh, domestic abuse. Uh, we've been a part of it all on both sides of the spectrum. So who are we to judge somebody? You know, so again, operate in balance and judge not. Entrepreneur, podcaster, television executive, and all-around good guy, and a man of God for real. One Mr. Ivan Dawkins joining me here on Revelations. And it is time to introduce what we call plug tuning. And yes, it is in ode and in nod to De La Soul. This is Mm. where the guest gets to do whatever he or she desires. In this case, it's he. Uh, desires to uh, want to show the world and tell the world. So the platform is yours, sir. Plug whatever it is you'd want. Uh, plug. Okay, so I, I got to do this just simply because I got to do this, right? But BS3 Network, I'm not going to plug any necessarily individual shows that I'm a part of, which are a couple. And, of course, I make appearances on, you know, quite a few that are on the network. Uh, but what I'm going to say is that, one of the things that makes BS3 Network, BS3 Network, and uh, a, a network and programming that I think you should give some of your time to is because we're made up of good people. Uh, BS3 Network, that is one of the first requirements to being a podcaster or a show host or talent on BS3 Network is that you're a good person. You're a good individual. So again, based on that, BS3 Network has all types of programming from sports to relationship to spirituality. Um, You name it, you can get it on BS3 uh, Network. And so that's what I would plug is BS3 Network. We're on Roku. Uh, You can go to Roku TV, uh, ad channel, download BS3 TV, uh, check out some of our programming. Marriage is real. Um, uh, uh, life happens, uh, standing on the word on Sunday mornings, overcomers empowerment ministry on Sunday mornings. Uh, there's so many man talk Mondays on Monday, snowman in the morning, every morning, there is something for everybody. So again, that's what I would do. I wouldn't plug myself as an individual, but the network as a whole. And again, I think because of the type of people we are and what type of heart we operate with, we are deserving of some of your time. And I don't know that every network can say that. Wow. 
Now, will you ever hear a television executive say that about his own network or mm-hmm. her own network? I think not. Wow. Uh, well, you've just heard and, and, and enjoyed the life of television exec, entrepreneur, show host, and podcaster, Ivan Darkins. Ivan, it has been an absolute pleasure. Oh, definitely. You, definitely. Been a blessing to me, too, man. I appreciate you for having me on. No problem. if you have a heart to connect. For many, it could be difficult meeting someone new. For Ivan, though, it comes naturally to him. After all, in his own words, he has crazy faith. I don't see it as that, though. I view his faith as an aspirational point. We all should believe in God and ourselves so much, an abundance of good things can only be the result of it. The Bible says... Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Ivan's vision is to let the whole world hear his message of love, compassion, humor, and humanity. Relationships are at the center of it all, and King Dock, Teg, or Scrap Iron is the literal king ringmaster of it. Many thanks to Ivan Dawkins for giving us his perspective on life. And why don't you join us every Tuesday on YouTube and, of course, on BS3 Network, where you will see a different person be interviewed by yours truly each week. For changing the world one conversation at a time, I'm Cole Johnson, and this has been Revelations. for tuning into Revelations. To download this episode, go to Acast and type Revelations. For apparel, go to Spring and type Revelations. Music by Lakey Inspired. <laughs> <laughs>